Okay, testing, testing. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. I like your hat. Thank you. I new? got this um somewhat. I got it like a couple months ago. Oh, that's cool. Back that's in cool. January, probably. Hmm. Oops. Um I like your new hair. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I. Okay, a while ago, I was like, I want my hair to be like platinum blonde because you know before it was like a in between medium and light blonde, mm-hmm. and it was just looking really bad. And I was like, I need to do something with it. So I'm like, okay, I know. I'm going to pull an Avril Lavigne and do, like, platinum blonde with, like, peekaboo red highlights. Yeah. Oh, and I had the dream, right? Mm -hmm. Well, then I went and got myself some box dye. And I was like, yeah, this should work. Because, like, on the thing, it said if you have, like, light to medium blonde hair, it should turn out to what the box says. Mm -hmm. Um, I let my hair sit in that stuff. For like the minimum amount of time because I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't, it's bleach. Like, I would hate for my hair to fall out because of some stupid right. box dye. And it also, like, my hair was starting to feel very fried, like, just mm. sitting there. I was like, I can feel it getting like very, like, rough. It started to scare me. So I was like, and I could see it lightening too. So I'm like, I bet it's fine. My hair usually takes blonde really well. So, mm-hmm. <sighs> well, anyway, uh, yeah, it turned out yellow, like a uh. golden, like a, it was like a golden honey color, which I know some people go for that color, but I was not going for that color. So for me, I was like, mm-hmm. oh no, I gotta, I gotta do something else. And I'm too afraid to do blonde. Cause like, what if it ruins my hair? Yeah. It was like it fried my hair. Like it felt bad. Oh no. And like my hair was like coming out in like knots. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I gotta do something. And I know that my hair loves when I put dark in it. Mm-hmm. And like usually it feels the healthiest when I put dark in it. Like it just feels softer usually. I don't know. And I think I yeah. read one time that like the brown puts oils in it and stuff. Anyway, my hair loves it, so I'm like, I'll go dark, and I'll put the peekaboo highlights in the dark. Why am I blurry? Sorry. I don't know. It's almost like you're blending in with your background. Yeah, let me, like, change something. It's probably because I'm black and white. (laughs) (laughs) And you still have your eyebrows on. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Let me fix it. Um, I'll continue my story as I'm talking. But, so I was going to do this dark color with peekaboo, peekaboo red mm-hmm. and my whole idea which I'm sure people listening are like you're not a professional so like why did you even attempt this you freaking <laughs> idiot but um there you need to see my fabric background but anyway um well what happened is I was like okay what I'm gonna do is because my hair is pretty light or at the time it was like it was pretty light so I'm like I'm just gonna leave like certain ends of my hair blonde and then I'm gonna go back over it with red like that that seems like it should work out right 
<laughs> so I was like super confident with that plan. And I was started in one section of my hair and I started to like leave out the parts, but then like they started to get tangled up in what I was dying. And I'm like, how, oh. am I, how am I supposed to keep it separate? So then I put it in tinfoil, but I'm like, but what if like somehow me folding it, like what if a spot of like brown gets on there and then you see it in the red, you know? I see. Yeah. Like I was like starting to think about it. I'm like, what if I mess this up so bad that I end up having to go back over it with this brown anyway? So, <laughs> I, so, long so I, took off, I took the tinfoil out of my hair and I just covered my entire head with the hair dye and oh. then I looked at it and I'm like, this is very dark. Um, It'll fade. That's what I thought. I'm like, it's going to fade. And like, yeah. Well, so, for future yeah. reference, <clears throat> you can go to Sally's instead of like getting box dye. Oh, <clears throat> sorry. I left that whole part out of my story. Instead of doing box dye, I went to Sally's and I got oh. like the actual dye and like the toner and everything like yeah i went real deal because i'm like i don't want to mess this up and that's what i should have done in the first place so i was yeah, being impatient was it was like 11 o'clock at night and i'm like oh, yeah i'm at walmart i'll just grab this real quick so like it's gonna be fine it's gonna be fine yeah that's what i would have done in the first place but your hair looks really good thank you like i feel like you pull off brown really well Thanks. It kind of washes time, me out. You think? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like everybody can do <laughs> any any color. Like, I've never seen somebody do, like, a brown or, like, a black or red or blonde and maybe, like, and think, like, why did they do that? Mm. I don't know. No, I don't know. But it looks good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, cause like, you know, I've gone dark before a yeah. billion times. Every time I do this, I feel like I look like Ursula when she turns into a human. <laughs> like, don't I look like her? <laughs> like a little bit. <laughs> I mean, not not that pretty, but like I just mean like the main features, <laughs> like the super pale skin, the bright blue eyes and the dramatic dark hair. I can. And she's kind I- of a bitch. I can <laughs> I can see what you mean by like the looks though. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, that's funny. You should take a selfie and then put it on our stories with a side by side. I should. I should. Oh, <laughs> that's man. funny. I love it. Well, you, hey, I like your hair. <laughs> oh, really? Cuz it's been up yeah. like this all day and so I just like Really? <laughs> I ran out of time. Well, and also too, like I don't know, you know how dandruff is like dead skin cells. Yeah. Well, I have had a little bit of dandruff lately. Like not super bad, just like if you look really closely, I'll have like a little bit. Uh-huh. And like I think when I dyed my hair this dark color, it like dyed some of the dead skin cells because like when you look really closely, like it's kind of like blotchy. I'm like. Ew. Weird. Is your head itchy? Ever? Yeah. Yeah. Minus minus two, mostly in the back of my neck. Yeah. And I my dermatologist, 
because I have psoriasis and it just kind of travels my body. So I get creams that are okay with different parts. Anyways, so I had it on the back of my neck and then I also had it under my arms and the the cream I got last time said it's not okay for under the arms because it's like a sensitive skin. So I had to go back and then get a new cream that's okay for underarms. Anyways, so I was talking to her about the back of my neck and she was looking at it. She's like, yeah, so there's this and I'll send you a picture of it, but it stinks. It's the special Neutrogena shampoo for psoriasis. It has, it's like it's brown and almost looks like tar and it suds up a lot and then you just like work it in and massage it into where it's itchy and then you leave it in your hair for like two minutes while I just you do it while I'm like shaving my legs or something and then you rinse it out and then you wash your hair with regular shampoo it's helped the itchiness a lot but I have to do it at least twice a week or else like it gets out of control and then it starts to like get placky and like dandruffy. Huh. Yeah. So I'll send you a picture of it so you know what it you looks know, like. But I bet that's what it is. Yeah. It could be psoriasis. It, yeah. Just tiny. And I've, I but. have it now on my elbow. So like it just moves and travels. So I get it like yeah. all over the place. It's so annoying. And when I notice that a different part of my body starts to itch, then I'll preventatively start putting creams on it. Mm, and you have a good different so cream for... Well, it's mostly just like I have a regular cream and then I have one that's safer under my arms and on my oh. face. So like, I just like have a sensitive area. I have yeah. two different creams and then I have the shampoo for my hair. But yeah, old lady stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah, we're getting old. I feel like every episode is just like an update of like how we're like aging (laughs) yeah Yeah. aging Aging. that's what i meant like unnatural like i mean naturally but like unflatteringly (laughs) aging yeah oh my gosh oh life man really gets you yeah i woke up with a kinked neck today (laughs) (laughs) speaking of aging (laughs) oh my gosh like tell you what it hurts <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I hate that so much, and it just doesn't go. It hurts away. from like the center of my upper back to like my right ear. <laughs> like it's uh. like it shoots pain to my ear. Uh. You need Mitch to give you a massage. Yeah, I like, do. Yeah, just tell him to figure it out. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, but don't rub too hard because it really hurts. Well, that I I've learned that with massages they're kind of supposed to. <laughs> I think it's because I was sleeping on my stomach and like I had my arms up and under my pillow like the whole night. I think that's Ooh. what it was. Yeah, that'll do. And it. my head was probably turned. Yeah, I was probably like that for like at least a couple hours. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah, you can't stay in one position too long. Your bones <laughs> start to like solidify. <laughs> Hey, speaking of sleeping and aging, do you want to know a little tip that I heard that, like, Uh, rang in my ear the other day because it came back in my memory? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I should be doing that. What? Is they, um, I heard this from Dr. Pritchard. So shout out if you're listening. I know she follows our podcast, but. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening if you're listening. (laughs) But Dr. Pritchard, um, 
she told me and Mari, my my old coworker, that if you sleep not on your face, <laughs> then it helps you not get wrinkles. So, like, don't sleep on your side, but to sleep on your back. Huh. To prevent I wrinkles. Can, I can't do that, though. I can't either. I'm like, I need the comfort of <laughs> the pillow suffocating me. I need to, like, dig in <laughs> like this. I am like you know, this. Do you want to know what my real problem is? Huh. Is that my right eye doesn't, like, stay closed. Yeah. So I need the pillow to hold it down. <laughs> right. Is that where I wear a sleep mask? Do you? I've never worn a sleep mask. I would I would have to to hold oh. my eyelid down. Oh, I see. But have you used yeah. one? I've worn an eye patch. Oh. Back when I had Bill's palsy, I wore that to sleep. Oh. Huh. Those were awful days. Yeah. But now even still, like I'll wake up, my eye will be like slightly open and like watering or like super dry. I wonder if there's like a tape that's like safe for your eyes that it's like gentle, but it just holds it closed for the night. Yeah, I think I remember them telling me that just medical tape would be fine. Oh, because there's some some tapes just too strong and it'll damage the skin around your eyes. Yeah. But, but anyway. That... <laughs> well, <laughs> you should get some tape for your eye because that sounds miserable to have your eye dry out so, so much. Yeah. So if I leave this in the episode, uh, welcome to my world. That's a little insight. <laughs> uh, you know what I've learned? I will not what? sleep if the TV's on. I mean, I knew that already, but we just barely recently put a TV in our bedroom. And Did you? we stay up until I remember one in the learning recently that you don't have a TV in your room. And I thought that was wild. I'm like, what do you oh, do to we... fall asleep? Like read a book or something? Like just meditate? Go to sleep. <laughs> like a healthy person. <laughs> we just yeah, like that's so lay weird. down, close our eyes and go to sleep. Uh, that's probably so healthy and normal. But like I've never been able to do that ever in my life. Ever, I literally ever. Can- cannot sleep with the tv on like in hotel rooms like if we share a room with like jordan and Corey, they have to have it on in order to fall asleep and so i will stay awake until everyone's asleep and then i'll turn it off yeah because i literally can't is it because like you're like you pay attention to what's on or is it just because like you're trying to sleep and there's the light i need it dark as can be I need it. Have you tried? Dark. Have you tried a sleeping mask? No, because it would mess with my eyelashes. <laughs> <laughs> would it though, or would it actually like hold them in place? No, it would like flatten them out. I think. I don't know. Maybe I'll try it. But like some gl- glasses, I can't wear because it'll hit lens. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, welcome to episode 40, everybody. Um, sorry for the delay in episode release. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> we sorry. just kind of came up to Sunday and we're like, hey, we haven't recorded yet. And we've had kind of s- crazy schedules. So this is just coming at you a couple days late. <coughs> so. Yeah, this episode just like crept up on us so did the on deck of dusk like it just like came and we're like oh shit (laughs) we're not ready (laughs) like i don't know what (laughs) was happening in the world but our stars did not align no (laughs) and and i was like right after we recorded on deck at dusk for march um 
Katie's like, so when do you want to do the next one? I'm like, when's that supposed to be released? And she's like, on Sunday. I'm like, oh, well, I haven't done anything. Yeah. And we had all kinds of stuff <laughs> going on. So a, a whole weekend planned of things we had to get done. So we're like, like well, chuck full. this is going to be one of those times where we just don't release an episode. And it's so funny because like <laughs> Sunday came and went. And you know, like when you're like out late past curfew and your mom texts you and it's like, where are you? Get your ass home. Yeah. Like she shows she cares. You are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like some kind of text, like notification being like, I'm worried sick. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm- we got crickets. Crickets. No one cares. It's fine because that means we'll just release episodes whenever the hell we want to and no one's gonna give a shit (laughs) screw us for thinking that we needed to be on time and like it doesn't matter it does not matter (laughs) maybe we're with those kinds of people where if we went missing it would take a few days (laughs) for people to be like so uh (laughs) where are you uh and then by that time we'd be long dead but I'm actually a little glad that nobody cared because, like, then I would have felt bad. I know I would have been. So a if you did bit care, more... if you're a silent, if you're in the silent majority, hopefully, <laughs> all of our listeners are just patient with us. <laughs> That's all. Patient and and worried, but not pressing. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. You know what? Never mind. Thank you for giving us the right. space to. Get our shit together. Yeah, and and I know you were you were just being silent because you cared. <laughs> <laughs> You're being silent because you know that you didn't want we we want to stress out about you know getting it out ASAP. And so really you're just you just yeah. really you just really do give a shit. It's so nice of you. <laughs> Thank you. Your silence is so loud. <laughs> and we appreciate it. <laughs> we appreciate it. And we'll make up whatever message it's sending. <laughs> so Yeah. Right. Thanks. Yeah. Um, do you want me to tell a story? <clears throat> Go ahead. I'm okay. listening. Um, have you ever heard of Masako Kenley? No. Okay. Um, let me tell you all about her. Okay. Okay. Masako Yamada was born in Yokohama, Japan on November 10th, 1967. She was baptized in the LDS church at 10 years old in 1977. And then she attended an all girls Buddhist high school. But after graduation, she decided to become an LDS missionary in Osaka, Japan. Um, once she finished finished her LDS mission, she moved to Utah at 24 years old, where she attended LDS Business College and graduated three years later. Um, on October 29, 1994, Masako married Bill Kenley, and they had four children together. She worked for 20 years at USPS and was active in her local community and church. But on July 2nd, I don't know numbers. Hold on. On July 2nd, 2021, Masako had plans to meet up for dinner with some coworkers in Layton, um, but she didn't show up. She didn't return home that night either. So Masako's husband, Bill, um, friends and loved ones tried calling her to reach her and all of their calls went straight to voicemail. 
The next morning on July 3rd, after Masako didn't return home, Bill reported her missing to the local police in Sandy, Utah. It was unlike Masako to not come home, so they were really worried about her. Um, She was 53 years old at this time, and she had, you know, four kids, so she wouldn't not come home without saying something. Right. The police began their investigation, and they did some interviews with witnesses, and her last known whereabouts was at 7134 South. 700 east in midvale around 4 p.m which is like near a holiday inn um that's in sandy isn't it no that's in midvale oh 7134 oh, south. 71 yeah okay um oh that's like right by where i used to work oh really that's yeah. bizarre mm-hmm. were you working there and no you weren't <laughs> in 2021 before covid when did i quit Oh, you know what? I no. I left that job December of 2020. Oh, dang. Okay. Yeah. Oh, COVID was 2020. Oh my gosh. The years have flown. Right. Um, anyways, that's after COVID. Okay. Anyway. Oh, but that's crazy. Yeah. There's a train stop right there. <laughs> Is that relevant? Nope. <laughs> okay. Good to know though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah does that break the case at all like no i, don't know. <laughs> I mean okay. someone might be interested in that information <laughs> okay <laughs> okay it's also haunted spot that train station is it it is um our security people they caught footage of ghosts walking across the parking lot from that train station then through the parking lot well you should see if they have that video still yeah. Hey, Joyce, Dr. Pritchard, send it on over. Yeah, please. Oh, my gosh. I'd be so excited. Okay. Um, So over the 4th of July weekend, over 700 volunteers of her friends, loved ones, um, members of the community and churches began searching for Masako. An HQ kind of place tent thing was set up in Sandy where volunteers would pick up flyers, get assigned an area to search. Um, they were searching not only in Sandy, but also in Midville. So they were mm-hmm. kind of widespread. So her home and then where she was last seen. Um, then shortly after, Masako's minivan was discovered in the Costco parking lot in Sandy over by that auto mall. Yeah. You know? um, mm-hmm. that, and between the auto mall and Shields, um, they found her car parked there. But... Um, they didn't see Masako anywhere, right? Uh, Costco surveillance surveillance showed at 8.18 a.m. on July 3rd, the minivan pulled in the parking lot, but they couldn't determine who parked it there. But they, it, the personage they saw in um, the video seemed to be a male. Hmm. So after tracking her movements via her cell phone signal, police determined she had been in the area of 8,900 South 100 1000 west where the or near the jordan river so some okay. volunteers focused their search in the automall area like i was saying but that's not residential it's all commercial so they just were pl- posting flyers and then um as the as the police started their search along that area in jordan river so um 
The police mm-hmm. got help from the Rocky Mountain Rescue Dogs. And late Sunday night on July 4th, 2021, Sandy police announced that a body had been found along the Jordan River near 8900 South, 700 West. The body was identified as Masako Kenley. She was found just five miles from her home, hidden in the thick brush, brush, Hmm. sorry, Mm. hidden in the thick brush along the Jordan River. Wow. Yeah. Police, and I, I was surprised at how fast this went. Um, Yeah. But police were, of course, at this point investigating this as a homicide. It was very suspicious. By July 5th, the next day, police had already made an arrest in the death of Masako Kenley. His name was William O'Reilly. He's 75 years old and an, an acquaintance of Masako. He was arrested on suspicion of aggravated murder, desecration of a corpse, and ob- obstruction of justice. Um, after an autopsy was performed, a probable cause statement was releasing Masako's body was found with two gunshot wounds and one of them in her chest and four stab wounds. <clears throat> I remember this case now. Do you? <clears throat> Wasn't he stalking her? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It gets interesting. And didn't she also contact police or like contacted somebody about the stalking? So um, what happened? I I, I didn't see anything about her reporting okay. it. <clears throat> but anyway, so let's see. <clears throat> The investigators were able to determine that O'Reilly and Masako were at the same place that Friday afternoon she was she went missing. Masako's friends and co-workers said she and O'Reilly knew each other uh, from working at USPS and Sandy and that O'Reilly seemed to be obsessed with her. Tracy Collar, which is one of her friends and co-workers, told Two News that uh, she said, quote, We did work together, but he was a stalker. He stalked her he was a stalker he stalked her um Mm. she also said quote the weirdness came in after he officially retired from the post office and he would drive from his house to masako's house to deliver fresh eggs i was there i witnessed the whole thing lots of stuff happened and so it was very creepy very not normal did she say like what um just like weird stuff like he'd show up and, like, come to her house all the time. Like, so she did say that Masako loved it, fresh eggs. And at first, it was innocent that he was just sharing them. But then he brought the eggs often. And then he started oh. tracking her and threatening her. Was it, like, unannounced eggs? Yeah. It was just, Uninvited like, show- eggs. Yeah. Showing up at her house with a batch full of eggs. And unwelcomed. Mm. Unnecessary. And, I mean, weird. But then he started tracking her, following her, and then threatening her. So, Tracy also said, quote, I'm afraid that she stood up for herself. He shot her and killed her because I think he was so deranged that he was under the assumption of, if I can't have her, nobody can. Oh, man. Um, According to a search warrant affidavit, Filed in third district court, even though Masako told her husband she was going to dinner with friends, she was actually going to meet up with O'Reilly. Yeah, during the investigation into Masako's disappearance, Sandy police became aware that she had been having an affair with O'Reilly for the past 16 years. Isn't that 
a long time. Wait. O'Reilly is a stalker, right? Yeah. She's having an affair with him. Well, at one point, it turns from being an affair to being like blackmail, where if she wanted to stop, then he said, oh, I'll tell your husband everything. And then he started like stalking her to make sure that she was like his Mm, kind of thing. Yeah. Like following his rules, whatever they were whoa yeah that's scary 16 years mm-hmm. and she has how many kids four and he's also married wow. yeah that's like a second marriage that's a whole se- second life 16 years i have only been married to josh for nine years this month that's insane i know that is crazy and her husband her husband never knew he knew that he was being weird like oh he knew that this O'Reilly guy was being weird and like coming on strong and like he didn't realize from what I understand he didn't realize that there was an affair happening he just thought that this guy was obsessed with her and he Mm -hmm. sorry he did have at one point he did tell O'Reilly to back off and like said get away from my wife stay away from my wife but and at that point Masako thought it would stop but then he kept coming back and like making like his trying, maybe down. trying to show dominance or like alpha yeah. male like yeah. actually she's with me yeah and this guy is <clears throat> freaking old i need to show you a picture of him well, because 73 75 75 i need to send it to you do you have sorry space? if you're 75 <laughs> I'm sorry for calling you freaking old. (laughs) It's just surprising. You just think that this guy wouldn't be like blackmailing someone for sex if he, you know, I don't know. There's a picture of him if you want to see. I sent it to you on Facebook. But so a close friend of Masako told police that at the time she was murdered or sorry. So at the time she was murdered, they found her murdered, right? A close friend they specifically said a close male friend um, told police that um, two months before this murder happened, Masako went to get her oil changed and a mechanic found a tracking device on her car. Whoa. Yeah. And that was O'Reilly that put this tracking device on her car. So he could try. I wonder how she found that out. You know, like, did she like, go straight to him and say did you do this or did she get the police involved or did they I know get she the didn't involved I know she didn't report it because I kind of think she knew that if she reported it that he like her husband would find out about her affair so I oh, think like, she was like yeah like avoiding Ugh. that at all costs my gosh so. what a what a horrible situation to be in which like <laughs> that's why you just don't put yourself like in those scenarios of having two, you just don't have secrets in a marriage. Okay. That's just all I'm going to say. Just nope. don't have secrets in your marriage. It's the but safest wow. way. No, what secrets. a scary situation. I know. I can imagine her panic and is like, what do I do to get this guy off me and away well, from and me? For 16 years, it seems like he was fine. So, like, something must have happened or changed. Like, I think did it's she want to end it, maybe? I think it's because she wanted it to be over. 
Mm-hmm. And then he was like, nope, that's not happening. Because he retired from USPS. So it could have been mm. that because they weren't working in the same place that he was like, oh, well, our relationship is going to end because we're not in the same place. And so that's when he started showing up at her house. And then that's when he started tracking her because he wanted to know where she was because he didn't work there anymore. <laughs> so, right. he, you know, I, I mean, obviously he can't keep tabs on her if he's retired. Wow. What yeah. a crazy situation. You know what? Looking at his picture, my mind instantly thought of Marv Jensen. Like, I wonder if I've seen him before in person. Because, like, he looks mm. familiar. Like, he used to be one of the people that would, like, sit in the hot tub for Guess hours. Guess where he's from? S- South Jordan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet. I think I've seen him. I bet I have. He looks like one of the people that would just do, like, the early morning soaks in the hot yeah. tub. Like, after their long morning walk at, like, 5 a.m., they go sit in the hot tub at Marv Jensen. Like, he looks like that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when Ooh. when I found out he was from South Jordan, I was like, I bet I've seen him before. Is he LDS, I wonder? Probably. I mean. I bet he was in our ward. What's his last name? It's William O'Reilly. So O'Reilly is his last name. Hmm. Too bad we don't have an old phone book that we can like look <laughs> up his address or something. <laughs> I know. Um, so. But yeah, I, I bet he's been into Marv Jensen because like that's just where my brain instantly thought I'm like he, he does look like, like one of those weird locker room old men that like just yeah. walk around naked you know <laughs> yes like free balling it everywhere yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, funny um okay go so on with your story the male friend that was coming to police <laughs> but he wanted to remain anonymous I don't know why but Probably bishop. not. <laughs> Just yeah, probably not to be like involved, but helpful, you know. Yeah. Anyway, so he said that, according to Masako, that O'Reilly had been forcing her to have sex with him, and by blackmailing her, saying that he would tell her husband that she was having an affair. Um. So that was like the whole background knowledge of like what had been going on and why she was even with him. Um. So, according to surveillance video obtained by police, Masako arrived at that hotel, the Holiday Inn, um, in Midvale. She arrived in her minivan minivan at 3.45 p.m. Mm-hmm. on July 2nd. Then at 4.05 p.m., Masako and O'Reilly were recorded leaving together in the minivan. But O'Reilly was driving the car, the minivan. Just after 5 p.m., O'Reilly returned to the motel in Masako's minivan, but Masako wasn't with him. Then, according to that video, that same video, um, at 6 p.m., O'Reilly was recorded leaving the motel again in his own car and then returning again more than an hour later. Then, the next day on July 3rd, Security cameras recorded O'Reilly leaving Masako's van in the Costco parking lot. So that man that they found, they were able to identify as O'Reilly. Yeah. And then the they realized that the van had dirt and thorny weeds stuck in the tires. So when questioned by police, originally O'Reilly first claimed that when he met up with Masako on July 2nd, they had a disagreement about finances. He told police that during that uh, disagreement, 
Masako demanded that O'Reilly take the tracker off of her vehicle. Then Masako left the hotel and that was the last time he saw her, which obviously they're like, that's not what happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have video evidence showing you guys leaving together. Right. Um, during this original questioning, a detective told <clears throat> O'Reilly, he's like, hey, you got to be honest because we are going to find the body. And apparently O'Reilly just nodded his head and said, I know. But then he still denied doing anything to hurt Masako. Hmm. But then he, uh, in this original questioning time, uh, O'Reilly signed a consent form to allow officers to search his phone. But when they did, they found that a lot of his messages and phone calls had been deleted. Yeah. After that initial interview, police said that O'Reilly returned to his home, attempted to overdose on pills to commit suicide. And at the hospital, he was questioned again. Oh, sorry. I missed a part. After the initial interview, police said that O'Reilly returned to his home and overdosed in an apparent attempted suicide. Um, And then they admitted him to a psychiatric facility. Um, At the hospital, he was questioned again. He told detectives that he had turned off Masako's phone and drove her van to Costco. And then he took her purse and put it in the trunk of his car. Then when police searched his car, officers noticed a large sheet of plastic in the back seat, and they also found clothing with blood on it, ammunition, a knife, a tracking device, Masako's purse, and one of her sandals. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Police also seized surveillance video from a 7-Eleven at 90th and 7th West that shows Mm -hmm. a vehicle they believe that was Masako's van going into the the off-road area over by the Jordan River bottoms at 8900 South and 700 West on July 2nd at 4.35 p.m. and then coming out at 4.55 p.m. Wow. Yeah. So after he was released from the hospital and he was taken to Salt Lake County Jail, O'Reilly was questioned again by detectives where they told him that um they had all this video surveillance right so detectives asked him what he was doing with masako for those 20 minutes he was out of sight and o'reilly exclaimed there was a 7-eleven there and then he asked for an attorney (laughs) he was like dang (laughs) there was a 7-eleven there i had no idea and then he's like lawyer up what the hell it's crazy because when you were telling like what the surveillance caught like where it was and everything i'm like yep because mm-hmm. i worked right there yeah and you can in that. visualize it yeah i'm like i know that intersection i know exactly like where they're where the jordan river is like the 7-eleven that you just talked about like i know exactly what you're talking about and so for him his first thing to say is oh, there's a 7-eleven there it's like what do you mean what you didn't think there was surveillance like I you still think it's 1995 like no yeah Tell you me. just can't go out in the bushes and no one's gonna <laughs> and delete your texts like right you idiot yeah you I mean, idiot 75 not saying all of 75 year olds are idiots but technology is not they're as strong as you all the time yeah um so one of riley's o'reilly's 
relatives told police that he had brought a Glock for repair, saying it had jammed and there was still a shell inside. The relative surrendered the gun to police for evidence. (sighs) Monday, July 12th, was Masako's funeral services. Um, On that same day, William O'Reilly was officially charged with aggravated murder, obstruction of justice, and a felony discharge of a firearm. He is being held at the Salt Lake County Jail without bail. The third district court hearing, State of Utah versus William Richard O'Reilly, is scheduled for this Saturday at 1 p.m. What? And it's open to the public. You can go in person. Um, yeah. So there's not a lot of updates on like sentencing or anything like that. That should come later. So maybe I'll do a two-parter or I'll just give an update. But Masako's coworker and friend Tracy Collar said, quote, she was a very, very happy-go-lucky, spur-of-the-moment person. She is, or this is not her. This is not what I want her to be rem- remembered by. She said, instead, remember Masako's smile, the smile she brings to everyone she meets, and remember her spitfire personality, explorer personality. Sorry. Remember her spitfire energy, explorer personality, and her love for her husband and children you know that's so sad for the family because like not only did they lose their mom their wife but like they also lost the person that they thought they knew you know like yeah i of course they want to remember her for what they thought they knew but it's also like to never be able to even have that conversation with them like what the hell you know what were you thinking yeah like like or or have them explain themselves like they never even got that chance to even like have closure or like anything like that is so sad i'm not gonna lie i can't imagine being her husband and this is how you find out right and then you're like i couldn't i didn't even get the opportunity to like like have that fight (laughs) you know we'll have that and then like have the opportunity to like forgive her or for mm-hmm. her to apologize or you know that conversation never got to happen exactly. and so all he's left with is there's all these secrets I found out and how did I not know and how did I not know you were with this dangerous man when I thought you were just with your friends like I should have known like in my head like you go to all these places like, why didn't you tell me and you're like why didn't you trust me to like help you get out of this situation you know what I mean yeah. so it's and just they'll never know and the thing is that they'll never know. Like, yeah, they'll never know if it was against their completely against their will or if it was the whole like, 16 years. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Like, was just... it like he was a supervisor <clears throat> of some kind over her at work? And so, like, he had some kind of like authoritative power or, or like was a sex it... trafficking thing? Yeah. Or was it that like, OK, they may have had like one instance where like things crossed a line and then. That's where the blackmail started was I'll tell your husband if, you know, mm-hmm. and, and like maybe that, it really didn't go on for 16 years. Maybe like, yeah, like you said, like maybe the one thing happened 16 years ago. Yeah. And then he made it into something it wasn't for, for 16, 16 years. years. Yeah. So and we'll uh, never know, like unless and we'll he, never know unless it's in his trial. Like, I don't think we'll yeah. we'll know if that unless that's the case. Wow. Um, but is there something else I can help with? Watch is talking to me. Um, no, 
stop talking to me. Okay. But Kenley's husband, Bill, issued a statement. He said, quote, I want to express my deep gratitude to the police and the countless volunteers for their help in finding Masako. We are overwhelmed at the number of people who have helped us at this difficult time. Your prayers and support have meant the world to my family and me. Losing Masako is devastating, but we feel blessed to have had her in our lives for as long as we did. We'll never forget your kindness, generosity, and love. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of it, but I wish there was more of a final update, but at least we know who it is. And the amount of evidence, like, I doubt there is even a trial, but it just goes straight to sentencing. Like, like, I think... I think on Saturday is when he pleads guilty or not guilty. And then I think they decide if they do a hearing with a trial after that or if they just go straight to sentencing. I'm not sure. I don't really I know see. how it works, to be honest. But um either. But I'll be interesting I'll be interested to know what happens after Saturday, you know? Yeah. Like if they release more evidence or if <clears throat> yeah, if he does plea not guilty, it's like, well then you're like so who was this man in this yeah video What's your stupid story about that then yeah oh my gosh i mean he placed himself at 7-eleven by saying there's a 7-eleven there yeah. like that's saying like he's feels guilty i mean he did something and didn't realize there was a 7-eleven or, or then being like you know we're gonna find her body and him saying i know, I know. that's right. guilt yeah so i mean i doubt they have a whole trial yeah with a jury and all that so um but anyways that's my story um wow good one the jordan river is just full of them so that's it's a rough one but uh, death snake (laughs) it's a garbage death snake that's for sure um oh but i have an update for dylan rounds oh yeah i forgot to say um so Dylan Rounds, in his case, and uh, oh, shoot, I should have put it in my notes. Do you remember what episode that was? 24? Was it? Hold on, I'm going to. Yeah, I don't know yet. Yeah, you're right. Check. 24. Oh, sweet. Um, The Disappearance of Dylan Rounds. Um, We covered that uh, a few months ago. But we have an update on his case. There's been... An official murder charge um, filed against Brenner, uh, his mm-hmm. name is. He had, there was some video surveillance of him washing his hands with bloody clothes on. And the bloody clothes, or the bloody clothes had Dylan's DNA. Um, the boots that they found of Dylan's had his DNA. So they are pretty confident that Dylan's has been murdered. Um, and they're hoping he just like he just like snuck into your closet and then then, like backed out anyway so he um that's a it's a big thing for his family because they haven't had much health help from the box elder county sheriff's department um it's been very frustrating for the rounds family and it's very exciting that they finally have answers that they are able to actually release that they know at least mostly i would say probably 90 percent that dylan's been murdered and then um his mom candace was saying that she thinks that once the frost goes that they'll be able to locate his body hopefully brenner Mm -hmm. tells them where it is but if not they should be able to find him 
um, in the area that Brenner was squatting. So I wonder what surveillance, like where that surveillance came from. It because was from, if he was washing his hands, like was he like, like in some back alley or like was he in a bathroom? I think it was like I think he recorded himself. Oh. Like washing his hands after. Um because I don't understand where that video came from. It says was, something about is Brenner. Do you know if Brenner is like a hunter? Yeah, he had tons of guns, and which is why he was incarcerated because he had illegal firearms in his home. And so that's how they were able to get him at least in jail so he wasn't a flight risk so that they can investigate the possibility of him having something to do with Dylan's disappearance. But on, I think it was on a phone, and I don't know if it was Dylan's phone or if it was his phone. His I think. Phone. How I understand it, and I could be completely wrong, and I'm sure we'll get more information later, but I think it was a video on Dylan's phone, and because I think something happened to where his phone started recording, and Brenner was washing his hands, and then Dylan's phone was thrown into the lake right there that was on the property, and which they had drained and found his phone, which is where they got the video evidence from. I think that's how I understand it. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm sure we're going to hear about it once they do a trial and all that stuff. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. I don't know. I just feel really bad. Yeah. That is really sad. That poor kid. He had so many dreams. Why, yeah. why is it that these kids have such big dreams and hopes that they just freaking end up, they end up getting the shit end of the stick always? Sucks. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I wonder if that guy, like, I'm sure we're going to learn more about his story, but like, I wonder if it was like a jealousy thing or like what, you know, because he had, he didn't seem like he had anything going for him yet. Mm-hmm. Dylan did, you know, and he was so young. Like, I bet Dylan told him to get off his property because he was squatting there. Oh, right. And Brenner's like, you're just a kid. You can't tell me what to do. And mm, maybe they got into an over, argument, overpowered him somehow, and it was like maybe they threatened each other, and it just went too far. Yeah, Candace, his mom said that she thinks it was like a a reaction of something. Like she's like, I don't think it was premeditated. I think it was just a split second decision. So, gosh, people, anger management, right? well let me tell you my story okay (laughs) okay so i have had these notes for a year a little over a year oh wow i was gonna do this story for episode 17 so whatever Mm -hmm. i did for that i don't know but at the time i felt like i didn't have enough information for this one so i was like i'll hold on to it and then maybe one day i'll have more info or i'll feel more confident to like rewrite the notes to make it better yeah so here i am telling you about camp kerns have you ever heard of camp kerns no (laughs) but (laughs) i know (laughs) kerns yep so kerns is like what like a subsidy of salt lake city it's just like on the outskirts Kearns is so... I, isn't it a township? What does that mean? I think it, it's like a subsidy. 
Okay. Because, like, if you live in Kearns, technically you live in West Valley. And technically you live in Salt Lake. Like, Kearns is just... <laughs> like a fake city <laughs> like it's very much real and on the map but like when you live there i know that like it can be substituted for other cities mm. if that makes sense yep so april's lived there i've yep. lived very nearby and i've had family that lived there mm-hmm. so that's what i know about it <laughs> Um, and I've had friends live there, and Taylor has lived there. Our yeah. Friend. Okay, <clears throat> so let me tell you about the history of Camp Kearns, and that'll kind of give you like an idea of the angle I'm going at here. Okay. <laughs> All right. So two months after the attack of Pearl Harbor, the U.S. Army designated a 5,500-acre piece of land that they decided was far enough away from the west and east coast or east borders, you know, and they decided that it would serve as a good air force base or air force training camp. Oh. So on July 1st of 1942, Camp Kearns was officially opened, which I'm like, that's so interesting because our grandpa, our dad's dad was in, the Air Force during World War II. Uh-huh. And I wonder if he went to that training camp because okay. it was near, very nearby. And I've always wondered, I'm like, why the Air Force? You know, that's yeah. maybe that's why it's because like the one of the biggest training camps was right there. Oh, yeah. So um, if you're wondering, the camp went from about 4,700 south to 6,200 south. And then from about 40th west to about 56 west. So mm-hmm. if you know the area, you can kind of draw like a rectangle. That's roughly what Camp Kearns used to be. Yeah. Um, I even have this that I wanted to show you. So this is a map that I found. And this was done by the Kearns Historical Society, which is like a museum traveling museum in Kearns where they talk about Camp Kearns and stuff. And mm-hmm. This is a map that they've put together and they shared it with the Salt Lake Tribune. So you can see this is 4,700 west here or 4,700 south right here. Mm-hmm. Here's Bangor, 5,400 south. And then this is the train tracks. So if you're seeing this on video, you can kind of see this map here. And this is where the barracks used to be, the shooting range, the hospital area, headquarters, stockade warehouse. I'm pretty sure my old house is like right here. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking. So right near the hospital and the headquarters area. Wow. And on this intersection right here, do you remember seeing an old cannon? Yeah. That is the same cannon that they used to have outside the headquarters and they haven't moved it. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's interesting. So it's a real cannon. (sighs) That's crazy. Anyway, just wanted to show you that. That is nuts. Yeah, so that's a little fun show and tell. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I can't wait to hear what you're going to say because I wonder if I have some input. Yeah, I I wonder too. (laughs) So along 5400 South, um, 
I'm just going to like basically summarize what I already said. But along 5400 South is where the headquarters in the hospital area and the barracks were. Along the train tracks is where they had the warehouses, the stockade, and more barracks. Mm-hmm. Um, the shooting range is where the Olympic Oval is now. Mm-hmm. And by 1943, the camp had at least 40,000 soldiers living at the base. Wow. And by this time, the base had four fire stations, five chapels, three theaters, 16 mess halls, five post offices, and two large gymnasiums. That's huge. Yeah. Like ginormous. According to the Kearns Historical Society, um, because I messaged them a little bit on Facebook a year ago when I made these notes. Mm Mm-hmm. But according to them, Kearns Junior High School was a theater for colored people on the army base. So segregation super sucks. Yes. But it is kind of cool that they still have the building where where that was. Yeah. Like they kept that for historical reasons. Yeah. Um, The Rio Grande train had a stop in Kearns and it was said that it would haul food and supplies and would send men out every day. Um, and fun fact, the train station for Camp Kearns is now a daycare facility. Um, <clears throat> it doesn't look like a train station. It's just like an old rundown building. And it's like, oh, and it's like near the train track. So it's like, oh, that's kind of cool that that used to be the train station. Yeah, you'd think that they'd reserve that more like. And if I remember right, they have train paintings on it, like kid paintings. But like they made a train themed. So oh, I'm sure they I'm sure they okay. lean into it. Yeah. But okay, that's cool. But just driving by you wouldn't think. Yeah. Um let's see. From 1942 to 1946, at least 300,000 men came to Camp Kearns for training. Camp Kearns is also known for its gas chamber gas chamber training and combat firing obstacle courses. Jeez. Right? Super intense. Yeah. Uh, for the gas chamber, gas chamber training, which everybody was required to do, um, that's where they would give a soldier, soldier a gas mask and lock them into a room. They were instructed to take off their mask while the room filled with some sort of gas. After 30 seconds to one minute, the soldier was instructed to put their mask on and sit in an upright position for 10 minutes until someone let them out. It's interesting to me that they required every single person to do the gas chamber training Mm -hmm. and so like i don't know exactly where that training happened on the camp like in the camp but imagine how much trauma that caused no kidding yeah just training for it you know like like just thinking about like having to practice that you know or even thinking thinking about having to practice that like how cause anxiety and, and trauma and well yeah and like to think that you are training because you could be put in that situation how scary that would be mm-hmm. i mean obviously they have to train for any scenario but it's just like that's so that's twisted crazy yeah that, and for 300 at least 300,000 soldiers went through now, that training you i don't know if anyone knows this meaning you or i because <laughs> i should <sure> know <laughs> But uh, did they stop, like, 
wars, people who used gas chambers, did that stop after World War II? I think so, because it's part of the um, the peace treaty. What is oh, it called? okay. I don't know. What's that called? Uh, it'll come to me later. But there's like a peace treaty that you're not allowed to use biochemical weapons or whatever. Hmm. That's one of them. Okay. Yeah, see, I wasn't <clears> sure, <throat> so I'm like... Hopefully they don't have to train for that anymore. <laughs> yeah. That would be so bad. But at the same time, I also hope that they're prepared for it. You know, like as yeah. sad as that is. like Can you, I mean, you can only imagine like the wrong person in power. They're not going to listen to like these peace treaties. They're going to do what they need to do to get their goal met. Exactly. Ugh. Scary. I hate war. Mm-hmm. Um, but... In what I researched, the hardest task they needed to complete was the combat firing obstacle, of course. Because if you didn't pass that, you had to repeat it until you did. Um, so I don't know like, if they're a little more lenient on the gas chamber thing. Like you, If you get like a, within a certain threshold, then you're okay. Mm-hmm. But like with this one, it's like either you pass or you don't. If you don't, you start over. Oh my gosh. Um. Many soldiers said that they would never get out of currents because of that obstacle course. Really? Yes. No and matter. the obstacle course and the shooting range was where the Olympic goal is. So. Oh, okay. Just fun fact. That's interesting. Yeah. That's an interesting location. <laughs> right. Yeah. Being that they. Oh, yeah. For the Olympics. Yeah. Has very like. Was that intentional? Yeah. I wonder. Like, just, like, that energy attached to that land is very competitive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, pilots would train at the airfield, which is now the South Valley Regional Airport next to Jordan Landing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still an airport, basically. But that's where they would train. Uh, prisoners of war were also kept... Kept? Oh, my gosh. Were also sent to Camp Kearns. I guess kept is the right word. That's horrible. Anyway, really? POWs were also sent, don't you think? No, I mean, like, they were sent to Kearns? Yeah, Why? they were sent to Camp Kearns to work at the base. They were mainly worked in the kitchen and groundskeepers, which I remember researching this now that it's coming to my brain. I remember remembering that people were sent to and from uh, this camp and Salina. Oh, I remember you linking the two when we were talking about camp salina uh yeah so yeah That's- prisoners of war were sent to and fro and if they're at camp currents they're usually there to be groundskeepers and books and stuff to work in the kitchen that's interesting that they'd have prisoners of war in charge of their food right very trusting yeah like one bad batch of salmonella and <laughs> y'all are toast <laughs> yeah so like trust me <laughs> that is very interesting that they're well i mean maybe they had like other people working with them but i just think that's an interesting job for them to do as prisoners yeah you know i didn't put in my notes but i do remember reading that some of the pow's liked it so much in utah that at least like a dozen of them ended up getting a u.s citizenship after the war ended and stayed in kearns interesting isn't it in it <laughs> yeah that's crazy because you're like you're a prisoner here and then you choose to stay that's fascinating. Yeah. 
I mean, depends on where they came from, I guess. Yeah. Maybe it was just better. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like I got a job and then I like the people. I guess the people must have been good. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Wouldn't it be I nice to be in Utah and whatever? Around good people. <laughs> and whatever year it was. What, what year was it? Like 1945. Yeah. Must be nice. <laughs> must be nice. <laughs> Make okay. your way over to 2023 and you'll change your mind. <laughs> right. So the conditions at Camp Kearns weren't great because we were in a, well, we are in a desert state, but the time was very undeveloped, right? And as people were using their plows or shovels or even driving in their Jeeps around camp, it would kick up a lot of dust. Oh, and the yeah. dust in the air created a lot of health problems for the soldiers um the weather here at the time was also apparently very windy and so the men were breathing almost just pure dust the whole time they also ate a lot of dirt because it was just blowing into their food uh and the soldiers would also would also have to cover any exposed skin because the wind would be so rough that it would cause cuts that would end up getting infected (laughs) Okay, I mean, say what you will about Kearns, but it's not that bad now. <laughs> no, it's not like a desert dust bowl. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. You think it's surprising that they like soldiers, training soldiers be in those conditions, you know? Right. Unless it was just kind of part of the training. They're like, come to Utah. We'll roughen you up. <laughs> yeah. But that also um, seems so unnecessary. I don't know. Right. And eventually, the men were allowed to wear gas gas masks just walking around camp just to endure the windstorms. Wow. That's crazy. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. That's crazy. So Camp Kearns was one of the first temporary camps to open and ended up being one of the last to shut down during that time. Mm. Just a fun fact. After World War II ended, it was immediately apparent that there was a severe housing shortage. And I wonder if it's because, like, the war ended and all these soldiers didn't know where to go. They they just settled in Utah. And so then all of a sudden there was a huge housing need at the time. I assume that's what happened, but Mm. I didn't read that anywhere. But at that time, there was a huge housing, housing shortage. So approvals are made so that affordable houses could be built and neighborhood roads could be constructed right over where Camp Kearns used to be. Hmm. Ochre Hills Elementary School uh, used to be office building office buildings for Camp Kearns. So hmm. a lot of like the buildings around the camp were converted into like neighborhood or like you know facilities for the things, yeah, for the community. Uh, when I posted in the Utah Haunted History Facebook page, some people commented saying that they or someone that they know lives in a house that was originally part of the barracks at Camp Kearns. Whoa, that's cool. Yeah. So if you're listening right now and you live in Kearns or you used to live in Kearns and you're wondering if your house is part of the barracks, you should definitely look up the map that I was showing April um, basically just has a layout of where everything was. 
But if you don't want to look it up, it was basically between where 4,700 South is. So 4,700 South and 5,400 South. And then between 4,800 West and 4,400 West. Hmm. So right in that area, if your house is there, it could be one of the originals. That's crazy. And it could very well be haunted. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I bet it is. Um. And April, we talked about your house a little bit, but in my notes, I just put it down. Your house is right next to where the headquarters used to be. Mm -hmm. Um, There are stories that there are tunnels underneath kerns that lead to the head where the headquarters used to be. Um, They would lead from there to Kerns Junior High to then the high school. Tunnels, huh? Tunnels. So I asked the wind. Maybe. Um, but I messaged the person that runs the Kearns Historical Society. I messaged them on Facebook and I asked them about the tunnels and they said that t- there are no tunnels. The tunnels don't exist. There's no such thing. It was just rumors, rumors, rumors. But everybody else says that they are real. And like when I posted on Facebook, someone even said that one of their teachers, when they went to Kearns Junior High School, one of their teachers took them down to the basement of the wood shop area and said, this is the entrance. And like it was like during Halloween time, like they would tell like spooky stories and stuff. So it's like, you, what are you trying to cover up? You know? Do you think it's because they don't want people trying to find them and then like mess with historical stuff? <clears throat> Maybe it leads know. to Area 51, who knows, or Area 52. Maybe. Isn't that where... I did read that these tunnels connect all over. Because, like, okay, I kind of went down a rabbit hole. And <laughs> some people listening might be like, yeah. You went down like, some tunnels, you mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> some tunnels. But, like, there are underground tunnels everywhere. Like, everywhere, dude. Like... I was finding people talking about underground tunnels in Tooele, in under BYU, Ooh. under all of the avenues down in downtown Salt Lake, and of course under the Great Salt Lake or under the uh, Salt Lake Temple, and like all the city buildings. Like there are tunnels there. There's tunnels in Ogden, tunnels in Kearns. Ugh, they're everywhere. And someone said. That these tunnels and Kerns connect to the tunnels in downtown Salt Lake. Like it's a direct shot from Kerns Junior High School to the Capitol building. Hmm. Isn't that nuts? I don't know if this is true, people. I'm just saying this is what I found when I went digging. And everyone's like, yeah, there's tunnels everywhere. Someone even said that there's a hidden entrance in Mount Olympus, wherever that is. They're like, there's a hidden entrance and it has like the temple brick and it's a tunnel that leads you directly to the Great Salt Lake or the Great, I keep saying that, the Great, or the Salt Lake Temple. Salt Lake Temple, yeah. And it's like supposed to be like a getaway for the prophet, like so he can get from the temple to the mountain. Does he just chill all day at the temple? Well, like if he had to escape, that would be his plan. Isn't that nuts? Interesting. Interesting. Is there like, you know, those things that can scan different temperatures? You know what I mean? And it's like ground radar, whatever. Yeah. I wonder if it's like even possible to like. Like take a drone. Yeah. But is there like plumbing 
that like would say, oh, this isn't a tunnel. This is plumbing or whatever. Like I wonder. You would have to, you'd have to like measure like air pockets or something, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, but yeah, I want to prove, I want to see, I want to be like, unearth your secrets. <laughs> Because I'm like, like, why why have secret tunnels? Just let us use them. Well, like, what's the purpose? And, like, I feel like with the tools back in the day, not like it's that much different, but, like, it's a lot of work to just put some tunnels underground all over the state before things are built, you know? Yeah. But, like, it's completely possible. Would it be that hard? Like, would you just have to dig a hole and then build... Like a tunnel, like a like a hallway, and then bury it with dirt, and then you have a tunnel. You know? So like they could well, yeah. but like zoning and stuff for like plumbing and all this other stuff, like people Unless there's no plumbing in the tunnels. Oh, you mean like plumbing once they start building like when they start building like houses and stuff. I'm unless just they curious. put them unless they put them like right under the roads. So you don't need plumbing. Well, I guess you still have sewage and stuff. Yeah. I don't know, man. But I did read that at least for Camp Kearns, these tunnels could be explained by them being underground bomb shelters. Because, you know, we went into a Cold War after World War II, and people Mm -hmm. were like, we need nuclear fallout shelters. And then they they put them under a lot of schools and... I things like that. that and then they basically put hallways or tunnels in between bomb shelters so if you are down there forever at least you can get from one shelter to another i see you know so it's not as like secretive as it sounds it's more so like, it's not like an underground society thing it's more like <laughs> it has okay. like a purpose yeah that makes sense. like a mature <laughs> you're like purpose. what kind of secret weird the profit eating <laughs> yeah. <that> way yeah <laughs> I'm just telling you guys about what I found. I'm just, I'm just reporting what I found, so you don't have to go down that rabbit hole if you don't want to, or you can, and you're welcome. I introduced you to it. So, okay, let's talk about the paranormal. Okay. So, Kearns Junior High School is the most common place that has paranormal claims to it in Kearns. When I originally did my notes, I was going to center it all around Kearns Junior High School. But like mm-hmm. I said, like I just didn't feel like I got enough info for it to make sense. Yeah. So I just zoomed out of the map and said, okay, all of Kearns is haunted. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's mean, all Camp Kearns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so just stick with me, guys. Okay. All right. So Kearns Junior High School. Um, students and faculty members have seen appar- the apparitions of a family of five standing at the top of a staircase. Mm. So, like, imagine, like, you know, there's, like, a staircase, and then there's, like, a hallway at the top of the staircase. Yeah. People have seen a family of five standing at the top of that staircase. Where was this? And Kearns Junior High School. They say it's in Hall 200. So, if you know... That's where it is. (laughs) I don't think there's 200. It's usually like 100 and then 200. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like one is on the first floor, 200 is on the second floor. Like sweet 200. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) But 
Um, so this family is two parents, I mean, a set of parents, two girls, and a boy standing at the top of the stairs. Oh my god! And they say that when you see them, they begin to slowly fade backwards into the hallway until they're gone. Oh, I would never go up the stairs. <laughs> right? Because it's like, I feel like they would be like trying to lead you somewhere. Yeah. What are they doing? Why can't they go downstairs? And why can't they just turn around and walk forward? <laughs> why do they have to walk backwards <laughs> well they're not walking aren't they floating yeah they're probably floating that's probably why why can't you float forwards <laughs> yeah why can't you turn around Purpose. and float forwards <laughs> yeah I want to know huh. anyway that's, that's one cool. thing that happens terrifyingly um, horrible though yeah the custodians have claimed that their tools have gone missing in the middle of their ships on Facebook, someone named Bonnie B said that they used to teach at Kearns Junior High, and apparently the custodians dreaded cleaning their classroom because they claimed that it was extra creepy, um, and they just hated going into that room. And that's hmm. room 315. What does that mean in your numbers so, thing? They're all odd, which can't be a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I don't know. I haven't looked at numbers in a long time. <laughs> so, um, students have have said that. Whoa, hold on. Students have said that often things will go missing in the auditorium. So one time they set up a camera in the auditorium to see if they could like catch a ghost or whatever. Um, they set it up. They recorded overnight, and nothing happened until around two a.m. When you see a bright orb show up, and then another, and then another, and at the same time, you get all at the same time that you see those orbs, you hear like an audio glitch in the video, and then it seems like the orbs are kind of like interacting with each other when you hear that sound, and then they all just disappear all at once. That's cool. Did they give you the yeah. the video? Um, if I remember, I saw this one on YouTube, so I'm mm. going to see if I can find it and share it. Okay. So I remember in my head, I remember seeing that, but I'm like, where did I see that? But I bet it was YouTube. So mm. I'll go back and share that with you guys. And also students and faculty have reported hearing the sound of footsteps following them as they walk through the hallways. But when they turn around, no one will be there. I don't like the footsteps. Which I, I feel like, like that happened to me at Bingham a few times. That's never happened but, to me at Bingham. But I can never like prove it or disprove it because I was never totally alone in the in the school. So it's like, is it just echoing or right. was it my footsteps that I'm hearing like echo? Right. Anyway, it's hard to tell. So that's basically all of Kearns Junior High. But uh, I found some things about just like kerns in general okay in the neighborhoods residents have claimed that almost all at all times of the day you feel like you're being watched or followed if you're just outside have well, you ever I mean that like, <laughs> i guess it's like i mean technically i mean if you think about say. it kerns <laughs> has people roaming the streets and you never know if it's safe and it's true. People have been shot and keep killed your head on, on a street. swivel. Yeah. Um, 
So, uh, but when you lived there, when and like you were just out, like you know, getting the mail or something, did you ever feel like somebody was like looking at you from across the street or like watching you? It was other one- than the normal stuff. No, I mean, I didn't feel, I felt more creeped out inside my house than I did outside my house. Really? Yeah. That's telling, being that you found a knife in your backyard. <laughs> well, I didn't find it. It was thrown. <laughs> and, then they, right. and then they yeah. tried to come and get it. So that was a person. Yeah. But I mean, like, paranormal-wise, I was mm. more nervous and sketched out by my own house than I was being outside but like yeah actual danger was outside of my house (laughs) I see what you're saying yeah (laughs) that's interesting (laughs) that is yeah there have been stories of people seeing what looks like demon-like creatures lurking through the streets at night through the streets like I imagine if someone says that they're like i saw something scary outside i would assume that'd be like a shadow figure type thing you know like that's just what i envision like a demon like creature i'm like i'm sure they don't see like a beast of of whatever but like i'm sure they see like something either on the corner of their eye or like something that doesn't look human that's shadowy you know what i think when you say demon like creature i think of like gargoyles (laughs) oh really (laughs) yeah <laughs> like that's that would what comes be scary to, yeah that's what comes to my mind um people have claimed to hear the sound of footsteps around them and no one will be there so it seems to be a very common thing mm. uh people have claimed oh i said that already in the middle of the night there have been stories where people have heard the sounds of what sounds like children laughing or singing or just playing outside but it'll be like in the middle of the night and they'll go out and look and think like you know kids should not be outside right now right and there'll be no one there wow kids and it was an air force base yeah i mean i guess kids can be there at any time but it just seems like it would be more like men maybe that would explain that Hmm. did they have their families on base not usually. Some digs. I mean, some lived there. Like they lived in the barracks and had houses and stuff. But I don't know if that necessarily meant like a family. Mm. But maybe like the higher ups did. I don't know. Hmm. <clears throat> let's well, start let's start a new meeting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. So, anyway, just a, a thought. Maybe it's like energetically that's what is like stuck there. Or maybe it's just kids. <laughs> You know, I live there. Yeah, I mean, or haven't hasn't it been said that demonic energies can disguise as children? Yeah, ooh, that's creepy. Maybe like lurking them outside. Yeah, trying to get them outside or something. But like, that's scary to think about. Or it's just children. Or it's just kids. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Or. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. That's freaking spooky. That is really spooky. Cause like now I just don't, I won't trust a kid. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. It's like, are you, you hear giggling and you're like, is that my kid? <laughs> or is that a demon? <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Because there's <laughs> nothing in between. <laughs> um, a lot of people... Sorry, just like your neighborhood kids in your house laughing and you're like, get the demons out. You're like saging. Yeah, <laughs> get out. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, that's funny. So I read that a lot of people who live in the area have said that they've had uneasy feelings when they're around the train tracks or around the bridges that go over the tracks. Hmm. I read a story on TikTok from a user named Suzette, Suzetti or Suzetai. I'm not really sure. Um, but she said, quote, my cousin lived in the house near in a house near Kerns High. One day when they went outside early in the morning, they heard chains hitting on the road. They looked to see, and they saw a man with no torso, just floating with chains all over his body, dragging on the what floor. The- what? <laughs> yeah, I just stumbled across that on TikTok. I was like, wait. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> I know. In the comment section. Can we read that again? Yeah. My cousin lived in, the ho- in a house near Kearns High. One day they went outside early in the morning. They heard chains hitting the road. They looked to see and saw a man with no torso just floating with chains all over his body dragging on the floor. So the chains are dragging, but he was floating. But also he had no torso, but the chains were all over his body. So was it just a head and legs? Yeah, good question. (laughs) I didn't comment because this is like a comment from like two years ago. A body with no torso, but chains wrapped around his all over its body i imagine just like maybe like chest up and like chains like draping over the shoulders and like dragging on the ground like you don't see the rest of the body that's what i envisioned oh that's what i envisioned that would make more sense because when i say i'm like literal missing torso but everything else is there yeah (laughs) like like, specifically torso but it's like well what about the legs (laughs) (laughs) yeah was it that it was only legs, or was it that it was only shoulders? Like, and I hate head? to be the one with all the questions here. But, <laughs> yeah. like, but like, can you, you elaborate? Us, <laughs> can you give us a little bit more detail. Oh <laughs> but also, gosh. can you imagine seeing something like that and just being like, "I don't even understand what I'm seeing." <laughs> yeah, you're like, I need a, I need a piece of paper. Let me draw this. <laughs> oh, what in the world? Yeah, crazy, huh? A commenter on Facebook named Gabby O said that she lived or lives by Kearns High School, and she believes her house is haunted. She said that they will often hear the sounds of footsteps when no one is around. She says she hears what sounds like objects dropping, but when she goes to look, everything is in its place and there's no one around. So nothing to explain the dropping sound. Hmm. Which I'm like, that's so specific, you know? Yeah, something And that drop. would drive me nuts. Like, imagine, yeah. like, being in your basement and, like, upstairs you hear, like, a marble drop. Like, and then you go upstairs and there's nothing. Oh, that would drive me crazy. I know hmm. it would. Yeah, and you just, like, wonder what dropped and where it went. And then... Yeah, I just... was it important? Like, yeah. will I need it? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, clearly I not. Find- right (laughs) weird anyway crazy huh 
she also mentioned that her that in her house she will often get the feeling get the feeling of being watched. I don't so, like that. I don't like that at all. Especially in your own house. It's like, oh. Like I, I yeah. go to my house to not be watched, <laughs> you know? Like <laughs> yeah. to specifically hide under <laughs> my rock. <laughs> That's where I go to be alone. <laughs> right. Um, another commenter on Facebook said that they live right by Academy Park Elementary School, which would have been just on the northern end of what used to be Camp Kearns. Mm. And they believe that their house is haunted by a little girl. And they said that a long time ago when they used to have an answering machine, like a house phone with an answering machine, mm-hmm. she would often mess with the answering machine whenever they were not at home. Oh. She didn't specifically say like what she would do. Like that was like her thing. That she would play the answering machine when everybody was gone. Interesting. Like, oh, bring those back. Bring the answering machines back. I love I love when there there are movies where they walk in the door and as they're like setting their stuff down, they're listening to their messages. Beep, you have a message from 2.45 p.m. today from your mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it just says, hey, coming back. But then you're just like, it's just so nice that you come home to messages. And we didn't have it like that, like where it was played on a thing. We'd just listen to them on the. Oh, right. Like where you like press, like hold down one or something. Then you have like a pin. Do you remember our voicemail message? (laughs) 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 It's It's the the picture. Family. Family. (laughs) 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 What was it? We can't, or we're not home. We're not home. So leave us a message after the tone. We're the Pilcher family. Family. (laughs) You can't take it. (laughs) No, it was very clever. And I feel like everyone loved it when we, when they called us and we purposely didn't answer. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, like, oh, they'll love this. (laughs) Don't answer, don't answer. (laughs) You're going to love it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, wow, what a time to be alive that's the end of my story so well if it helps being in kerns was not only dangerous and stupid but it was also very creepy in our house like i know josh did his byob episode but like right. it really was creepy and especially our basement because it was like it looked like it was like dug out like they didn't right. already have a basement. It looked like it was dug out. And a part of it, most of it was finished, but then there was like this like unfinished room. Like a storage and, area. Almost. Yeah. Josh put his gym stuff in there. But like I remember always like when we were in there, it had this like I don't know how to explain it. It had this almost like feeling of when you walk in and it's just like cold. Not like mm. temperature, but it was just like almost the absence of energy. Does that make sense? Oh, where yeah. it's like like a dead silence, like deafening, like de- deafening silence. Yeah. Like it was yeah. just, and I didn't feel comfortable in there. I always felt, and I never like saw anything because I'm not a sensitive person to those things. I never saw anything really. I 
thought I heard like someone walking up the stairs one time mm-hmm. and I thought it was a real person. And so Josh went and like got his gun because he was super sketched out about being there and like the panic on his face. Like I thought I heard someone walking. Like he up had no steps. trust in yeah. that area. And like brushed their back against the wall as they were walking is what it sounded like. Like they were sidestepping up the stairs. That's wow. what it sounded like to me. And so Josh went to go check. He had his gun and there was no one there. We searched the whole house. There was no one there. But like that was the moment I think we decided we're going to sell the house. Because like, really? well, other than the freaking crackheads just throwing knives into our backyard. But still in your car. Yeah, we had our car stolen, which was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the most bizarre thing. And then you got like, it back. We got it back. There was like a 3X white t-shirt in the back and like a gazillion um of those air tree fresheners. air fresheners and then like a piece of paper that said merry christmas from the crips but like <laughs> i think it was <laughs> i think it was a joke like i don't think it was really like the blood crips rivalry going on in kerns but no i'm riding with that reality don't ruin <laughs> it for me <laughs> don't i just I just think it's Don't. hilarious because they just <laughs> abandoned the car. Uh, I think they hot boxed in it, but I'm like, why would you put air Probably. fresheners in it? Like, if yeah. you're going to abandon a car, why would you care to put air fresheners in like, it? Yeah. Maybe they didn't want to get pulled over. Uh, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. And they have license so, like, plates. Sorry. Yeah, like, sorry, we're returning it, though. <laughs> yeah, like, like let, us, let us take it back. What I thought it was was an, an initiation thing. Like, a punk kid had to go steal a car. Oh, yeah, maybe. And then dump it somewhere so he could get into whatever group. Is That's what I'm guessing, because I do not think it was anything, like, crazy or else they would have kept it. <laughs> like Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It was just wasn't, funny. Wasn't there, like, baby stuff in the backseat? Uh-uh. Oh. No, there was just... Oh, maybe. I don't remember. I just remember the big giant t-shirt. It was, like, huge. And then all the air fresheners. Because I was trying to figure out what the hell they were like, trying try to retrace their steps. Like, <laughs> what happened? I know. Because I was like, what in the world? And they stole it the day after Christmas. Like, Josh is warming it up. And he's just outside, like, cleaning off the snow from my <laughs> car. And he right. just, like, watches. He watches this guy pull up pull up the passenger gets out jumps in our car and they just drive away and josh is just like what the fuck i don't know what to do <laughs> he's like well i guess i don't have to brush this <laughs> off that car anymore <laughs> it was so funny oh that is so funny. oh man glad you guys can laugh about it now and like nothing bad happened. oh we laughed about it then like it was one of those <laughs> things where it was like what in the hell just happened but yeah so like so current sucks and like I'm sorry to anyone who lives there. I'm sure people, some people enjoy it, but not yeah, a good I, experience for me. You know, it's funny because, like, I feel. <laughs> have you noticed that we draw attention to certain things, and then like those certain things get too much attention? <laughs> Are you talking about Ogden and Kearns? <laughs> I'm talking about Ogden and episode thirty-six. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> because like we we really trashed on how sucky ogden is and then all of a sudden our listens went way up not way up but like up in ogden so it's like oh man 
Sorry. Not that they don't listen anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's like, like, wow, you really are bitches. We are. Sorry. We're snobs, I guess. Sorry. (laughs) But also, we have self esteem issues because no one noticed (laughs) who we were. Imperfect snobs. (laughs) And we know it. Yeah, episode 36 got a lot. And then. Ogden listeners. And I just think it's funny. It's like, maybe we should just <laughs> hype up every yeah. episode. I yeah, hype up. Hi- yes. Which one Hold should on. we hype up next? Oh, episode 40. This one. This is 40, guys. We are in our middle ages over here. Oh my gosh, we're over the hill. <laughs> we are clear over it. Isn't that 50, though? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I thought 50 was over the hill because it's halfway to oh. 100. We're humping the hill. (laughs) (laughs) We're reaching our climax. (laughs) This is the uh before the uh, two. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Listen, we just haven't been discovered yet. (laughs) Okay. (sighs) Every podcast, listen, all the good ones that I know of, I didn't even know about until they were like in their 50s. You know, like they had a few episodes out. Well, and every podcast starts somewhere, right? Yeah. So that's where we're at, is we're starting somewhere, whether that's good or bad. Yeah, we're somewhere. We're just somewhere, okay? Yeah. This is the first time that we've been inconsistent and not releasing an episode on time, so. True. We're professional. (laughs) Maybe this is where we go to because <laughs> now we're like, like okay no one's gonna notice and we don't release it and then we're like Ow. make it a habit and we're like who cares <laughs> yeah like they don't care <laughs> right right but they do care they just were worried about our panic and yeah they're like they they got it they got it we'll see you do you know right i would <laughs> You just get episodes when you get them because you're not asking for them. So you get them when we decide. We make the decisions here. Except we will be on time next time. We will. We'll be better. We just had a moment of overwhelming. (laughs) And we like the power trip of being like, (laughs) we get to decide. It's fun for us, okay? You don't get to push us around. A little bit of control we have in our lives, okay? <laughs> I'm my own boss. Just let us have it. You know, the problem is, though, is that, like, if you say, yeah, I don't, I'm not ready, and I'll just be like, yeah, okay, me either. And, like, we never keep each other accountable, which we'll is, like, like you- even if it's past the release day, like, that's totally <laughs> fine, <laughs> <laughs> right it's we fine. enable our bad habits it's okay. we really do it i mean but let's keep it that way because it's less stressful. <laughs> <laughs> like we're not changing anything we're just letting we're just us, we're aware that's our strength we're aware of our issues we're not gonna fix them <laughs> 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 So that's probably why I'm not getting a job. Like, because my interviews are like, my strengths are that I'm very aware of my issues and my weaknesses are that I refuse I to fix them. 
<laughs> refuse to do anything about them. <laughs> like I'll I'll totally take accountability. Like I will admit when I've done something wrong, but will I change? No. Probably not. <laughs> That's too much effort. Too much to ask of me. <laughs> like I'm here to be myself. Yeah. So. My state my mistakes are what make me. So <laughs> what not to do in an interview. Yeah. <laughs> Could we we give good life lessons, I think. No? I, yeah. Yeah. Unwarranted. <laughs> yeah. Unnecessary. <laughs> no one's asking yeah. for our advice. <laughs> it's probably our advice to ourselves. We're just giving on air for all the world to hear. <laughs> complimenting. <laughs> complimenting what we do right. And we're also pointing out what we do wrong. Learn from us. What have we complimented that we do right, though? self-awareness <laughs> oh yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> all right you don't know how that. valuable that is that is a very valuable trait it you really have you is. met someone who's not self-aware listener i'm listening and talking to you listener have you met someone who is so unaware not unaware of themselves that you're like wake up you freaking idiot we're not those people we're awake we know <laughs> <laughs> We won't, bitches. (laughs) (laughs) We hear your complaints, but we don't. (laughs) We see you. We hear you. Yeah. And we are moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because nothing will change. No. So. Well. Anyway, that's episode 40. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you liked it. Sorry I came in late, but that happens. Planes arrive late, so it's just one of those things. <laughs> it's a delayed flight. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, you'll get there eventually. We all yeah. are in the same destination. We're happy yeah. now. Just had a layover. Enjoy. Right. <laughs> enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. But anyway, but did we do it? We did an outro, right? Not was- really. We just we we just started to do an outro, and then we oh. on a tangent. Thank you for but listening anyway. to episode forty. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, check us out on social media. Um, I recently posted something on Facebook. We have a Facebook group. However, we are not actively on Facebook. Facebook is more for the Facebook people. If you guys want discussions on episodes, totally go for it. We can start posting things on there. You guys can just let us know. We just stopped getting on Facebook because there's no activity there for a very long time. Yeah. So we just we just dropped it. But now we've recently seen an mm-hmm. influx of people on Facebook. So you listeners let us know what you'd like to see on there. Like if you want us just to let you guys be <laughs> cool. And you guys mm-hmm. can like post things, that's fine. Or if you want us to post like what we were doing before, like weekly, like the episode postings and stuff. Yeah. Like the pictures. That. Like we could basically mirror what's being posted on Instagram to Facebook. Right. As well as leave it for like a discussion page of whatever you want to talk about. I right. don't know. Whatever you want. I don't know. You guys just let us know. But if you don't tell us, then we're going to leave it. Because <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I don't really use Facebook as much as I use Instagram. Right. I use Facebook mostly for like family not, stuff. Like family stuff, but also like Facebook Marketplace or like the news or um, research, like the Utah Haunted History Facebook page. Like that's it. Yeah. Anyway. 
So check us out on social media. Just know that we are mostly on Instagram uh, and a little bit on TikTok. And you can find our website at hauntedcold.com. Mm-hmm. Our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash hot and cold. And we are now, do we want to talk about merch? No, just let it be. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Sweet. Thank. And next time, next episode, episode 41, we'll be older, wiser, more mature, and on time. Yes. And we will try really hard to not be so petty. (laughs) (laughs) Right. This is us being self-aware, realizing our faults, but also hope you understand that (laughs) uh, we have feelings. We are not perfect. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're not perfect. We have feelings. And you know what? Podcasts do all the time, you know, like miss an episode here and there. They do. Yeah. It's so, fine. No so one. if you're crying, if you're if you are crying about this, stop it. <laughs> Just <laughs> no suck crying. them back in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's your eyeballs. In. Yeah. Slurp it right on back in. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway. Uh, I think all we have left is uh mm, Yeah. Okay. Mm, mm. Yeah, sure. mm. <laughs> 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 Say it with me. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.